You're listening to Embarrassing Family, where we share our weirdest, wackiest, and wildest family stories. Hello, everyone. Today, as our guest, we have Tori Seward. He's 37 years old. He's from Greenberg, New York, and Yonkers, New York. He's been doing comedy for almost four years. He's the father of four, and he's the founder of the Logic and Laughs podcast. So, Tori, I hear you have some interesting family stories. Can you uh, tell me some of them? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I have a few. Man. I guess I'll start off with my first. When I was a kid, I'll never forget, I was walking in the parking lot, um, visiting my grandparents, just walking in the parking lot. I was there for a couple of weeks with my grandparents. It was in the summertime. And um, found this nice gold uh, nameplate necklace. And I was like, yeah. And of course, it was a girl's name. It was like Ebony or something like that. So it wasn't nothing I could wear myself. So I showed my grandfather and he was like, you know, my grandfather's a straightforward kind of a guy, no nonsense kind of a guy, brutally honest. He's like, you got to put up some flyers in the lobby of the building and you got to put up a couple of flyers around and we'll put something in the uh, in the penny saver. I'm dating myself. Well, you already said my age. So um, <laughs> put this stuff in the, in the penny saver, you know, and you had to wait. Back then you had to wait 30 days. The 30 days and nobody claimed it. Sure's. Yeah, finders keepers. Yep, yep. 30 days goes by, nobody claimed it. So my grandfather's like, what you want to do? I'm like, well, sell it. Like, what the hell else am I going to do? Like, and I mean, this thing was heavy, you know? So I'm like, yeah, man. Like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm like 13 years old. So I got all these dreams of like grandeur. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy the world. Like, <laughs> I'm a hundred dollars. And like, you know, so I go, we go down, uh, we go out to the city, to the Bronx, and we go to a, uh, to a jeweler to sell it. So a guy pulls out this, uh, this rock and he's like, you know, this is how we test to see if it's real gold. So he scrapes it on a rock and he's like, hey man, I'm sorry, this isn't real gold. My grandfather's not believing it. He's like, oh, how do I know that that rock is the rock that you use to scratch on the thing? So this guy's like, Look, man, I'm telling you. And he grabs some other piece of gold and he's like, see, see what this does? See how it does this and see how that chain doesn't do that? And he's like, well, how do I know you don't have that chain up on the wall there? That's <laughs> just specifically. So the guy's like, fine, you pick something random in here. And, uh, and, and, and my grandfather's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going to pick anything from your shop. Like, how do I know? And he's going back and forth and all this other stuff. And then he's like, finally, the guy's like, just pick anything, pick anything. And I'll scratch it against this rock. So my grandfather picks something and he's like, okay, fine. And then my, my grandfather's like, well, I feel like maybe you manipulated me to pick that particular piece. Cause you kind of kept pointing at it. So then he's picking this, this dude entertained my grandfather for 45 minutes. Whoa. Very patient. This man most patient human being I've ever met in my fucking life. I, I've i never gone back in that place. We didn't live that far. Yonkers isn't that far from the Bronx. I never went back into that place again. I would see his grandson on the street who was around my age, and I would just always apologize. Yeah. I'm so sorry, man. Because, like, I was over it. I'm like, you know, all right, fine. It's not real gold. Screw it. Like, you know, whatever. Throw it. Let someone else find it and waste oh, 30 days on this bullshit. But... <laughs> Yeah, those, those older people are very, very stuck in their ways, you know? Yes. They get an idea in their head, nothing can convince them otherwise. It's being older and then, like, you know, growing up in a world where, you know, I mean, my grandfather grew up in a world where you, you could shake hands. You know, that was a contract. <laughs> right. Now he can't shake hands yeah. at all. 
No, just even no, for a yeah. normal greeting. <laughs> right? <laughs> you get dragged through Twitter for just shaking hands now. It's, exactly. It's, it's interesting. But yeah, that was that was that's definitely one of my uh one of my my favorite family member stories, man. I mean, I, I you know, I mean I had a God rest his soul, man. I had an uncle, my uncle Larry, who's Vietnam War vet, up, upstanding dude, man, just a fantastic guy, but just he lost that that part of his humanity in war. And he tried his hardest to to be what he thought a good uncle should be. So no matter what, whenever you saw my Uncle Larry, he would give you a dollar. Even if you saw him twice, three times in a day, he'd give you a dollar. But no matter what time of the year it was, he would be like, here's a dollar for some ice cream. It could be like a fucking blizzard. I remember that blizzard of 96. We're shoveling out cars. One, yeah. Yes. And he's like, here's a dollar. Get yourself some ice cream. Get some ice cream, and I'm like ice cream. Like, <laughs> like let's put a cone in the snow and make a make an, an ice cream cone. That's right? the best you can do. Just hold it up in the air. The blizzard of '96. You just hold it, <laughs> hold it, hold it. That that was a rough one, man. Especially Yonkers, nothing but hills. Oh god, terrible blizzard. But yeah, he was fantastic for that man. No matter what, you know, he he was uh he was definitely known and had and he, he was that oh he was like stereotypical black uncle because he had. A uh, Astro van. It was, you know, had this nice painted decal on the side with like a black dude on a fucking horse and <laughs> it's it like stars and like a like a like a Xena warrior princess lady on the side of it. Man, it was, it was it was like I might get raped in that van, but then I might not. But at least it's velvet inside. So, like, no, I got kidding with Uncle Larry, but he was he was he was a good dude. He's just you know, very very strange guy. You get you get family members that are like they're all just very interesting people. Like my my father, my stepfather was a he was an interesting dude, man. Like <laughs> old school, had a Jerry curl and everything. In the, oh, nice in the in the two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in the two thousands. Whoa. <laughs> oh, he oh he kept it. He refused. He's like one of those guys that like clearly like he got a shit ton of compliments about his <laughs> hairstyle. Back in like nineteen eighty three. Yes. <laughs> I'm never changing it. <laughs> it's like Gloria Bell complimenting me on my hair at the homecoming of '76. I've never changed the sun, and I'm like, oh, okay, like you know, but like, oh man, he just <laughs> he had a hairstyle about him. A lot of different interesting family members. Like I had uh, my aunt, God rest her soul, too. My aunt Betty was just like, she was just like the coolest, coolest kind of aunt. Just kind of laid back, very hippie-ish vibes, man. Just very like, you know. And unfortunately, me and my brothers and sisters took out of those hippie vibes for about an hour. Well, just just about an hour. We she she wasn't used to having hoodlums in her house. And she had a farm and you know, not not very big, but you know, a small, nice little personal farm had, you know, enough to self-sustain and whatnot. And she decided to put on a a haunted house and a little hayride thing and all of this type of stuff. And uh, we proceeded to destroy her place. Oh, God. <laughs> pretty that poor woman. Pretty, oh, pretty, oh, yeah, God. She was so mad. And this woman who tolerated all types of things and just, like I said, tie-dye t-shirt, very laid back, smoke pot, just cool-ass aunt was like, you got to get these fucking kids out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard this woman curse ever again <laughs> in my life. Just that one time, she was like, I get these effing kids out of my goddamn house. 
now they're ruining everything. I was like, oh, wow, man, we're anti-pot. <laughs> you drove her out of your pacifist ways. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry, Auntie. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just, oh, man, just like, I got so many different instances. Like, even with, even with my grand, my, you know, more my grandfather, I'm Tia, uh, very, very strict man. Like I said, very strict man, didn't mess around. And I, is this the same grandpa that you're talking about before? Yes, yes, same grandpa. Okay. I ended up living with them in high school, and um, <laughs> he had a very, very strict about his, uh, about making your bed. And I remember I was running late for a wrestling tournament. This was the qualify to go to states. Oh, God. And I was ranked number three in my county, and I was like top six in the state. So I'm super excited. I'm like ready. Like, cause like I, I already beat the guy who's ranked number one in the summertime in an unofficial oh, nice. match. So I'm like, oh, I'm you know, you're going to win. This shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I did not make my bed. And my grandfather <laughs> shows up to that tournament to take me home. So we lived in, in Greenberg, New York. We were in Croton Harmon, which is like, I don't know, 45 minutes away from Greenberg, maybe an hour. And he was like, drove that distance <laughs> to bring me home to make the bed. I don't know how my coach ended up talking him out of me going back to the house, but somehow he did. And this man <laughs> then just proceeded to drive home. Like you drove, like... <laughs> Even if you got me home, like you were gonna drive two hours, yeah, for me to make a bed instead of just kicking my ass when I got home, like <laughs> which is like what a normal parent would do. Wait, is this before you had the wrestling match? Yes, this is at this is eight o'clock in the morning because oh, we God. left at six. <laughs> you hadn't even wrestled yet. Nope, hadn't even wrestled yet. <laughs> he almost screwed you out of a championship. My God. Yep. I'm like, Grandpa, like, you know, this is what, what will get me out the house, because if I do this, then I I get colleges looking at me. Yeah. And then, you know, I go for free and, and you don't have to pay. It's like, I don't give a fuck. You make bet. <laughs> well, we already know how stubborn he is based on your last story. So, yes, <laughs> I don't think there's much uh, much you can do to convince him. No, that's why I can't believe uh, my coach talked him out of it. But then again, I can because my coach ended up becoming a uh, – turned out he was a pedophile, so – Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sure he was good at talking, I guess. It's pretty awful. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. It was the worst. And I was a junior in school, so for the next year, like, everyone looking around like, do you know what the hell? And I'm like, no, my grandfather's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and I would have told him immediately. But, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Even like speaking of wrestling, like I had to, I had to sit my grandmother down one day, and I had to borrow a VHS from my high school and teach her about wrestling, so she wouldn't scream random things when I'm winning. Like I'm beating a kid like thirteen zero, and she's like, "You can win, baby. You can do it." I'm like. Oh, grandma, grandma, I am, I am with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like by a lot. <laughs> Don't think you need a ton of motivation there. No, this is the equivalent of 28 zero in football, grandma. Like I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good right now, but uh, <laughs> she's very overprotective woman. I actually got hurt in football and uh, 
she knocked over our assistant coach, our head coach, Whoa. and a referee out of the way <laughs> to get to me. Powerful and, woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I wasn't actually hurt. I was more embarrassed because a guy half my size upended me. Uh-huh. He understood leverage. So when I tried to be six foot six and just run over him and he just got low and just popped me up in the air. And I, I literally wasn't hurt at all. I was laying there because I was embarrassed that a guy who was like five five just flipped me on my ass. So I'm just like, uh, and I just had my baby now. <laughs> <laughs> my coach is like, is there any way we could get her to play on the team? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> like so I actually ended up having to situate a a reversal in school where if a teacher was a certain way, like I'd be like, don't make me call my grandmother. (laughs) You're okay. You don't need to do your homework. You're right. (laughs) I'll lie on you right now and say you said something mean to me. Watch my grandmother get you. (laughs) Your grandparents. Wow. I bet the coaches must have really loved them. Oh, they did. They did. They did. They kept me in line. They kept me in line enough to be able to participate in sports. So That's true, everyone yeah. kind of <laughs> just put up with the, the intensity of my grandparents. But they're also fantastic people. So I figured I kind of saved my best for semi sort of last. Okay. I was in uh, seventh grade. And um, like I had that, you know, dads or grandpa. In my case, my grandfather raised me. So it was more like my dad when my dad passed away. Yeah. So. We had those moments, like any kid, any father, son has, mother, daughter, I'm sure I have, which is like, uh, don't don't tell your grandmother this is happening. And we watched, we we listened to some old Richard Pryor albums. Oh, okay. My first time ever listening to Richard Pryor, I'm cracking up. It's absolutely fantastic. And I have a great memory. So I memorize some of these jokes because I'm like, this shit's going to make me popular. Yeah. <laughs> so- tell all the dirty jokes. <laughs> Yep. Oh yeah. Some dirt. So I go to school. I tell Richard Pryor's joke about. Um, and I, by the way, I'm a fucking virgin. I'm a virgin, but I'm still telling this joke. And I'm like, I'm telling the joke as if it's my joke. Like I'm not saying, "Hey, Richard Pryor said." So I'm like, "You're hey, stealing his joke." Always. A lot of yes, integrity I stole, there. I, yes. <laughs> Seven grand's like fuck that. Richard Pryor won't know. And um, <laughs> so I'm telling this joke about like uh, guys saying they could fuck for five and six hours. I'm like. You can't fuck for five hours. I was like, man, I can fuck for 15 minutes and I need 23 hours of sleep. <laughs> Love that fucking joke. I turn around and my teacher is standing right there, Miss Taylor, like, oh, and I'm like, and she's like, what did you just say? And I'm like, uh, uh, she's like, tell the office. And I go to the fucking office and she calls my grandparent. She calls my grandmother because my grandfather was away. My grandfather was in California because he's, he's a jazz musician. So he's away in California. He had a gig out there. So calls my grandmother. My grandmother's more just just yelling at you and shit like that. Like, you know, she might slap you, but more so, more so just yelling at you. So, you know, I got in trouble. So Miss Taylor completely completely tells the joke the wrong way and starts adding in shit I didn't even say about talking about my dick and all this other thing. I didn't even mention my dick, but whatever. So I get home. I thought I was just going to get yelled at. My grandmother whoops my ass. Then my aunt hears about it. And she yells at me and she whoops my ass. <laughs> then my mom, 
My mom hears about it because my grandmother told her. She comes home. She whoops my ass. So I'm like, and nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. But I'm like, oh, man, this is getting my ass whooped by all these people. So then the next day, my grandfather shows up. He's not supposed to be home for another two weeks. But he shows up from California, comes in the room, and he's got this super stern, deep voice. And he's like, I heard what you did. Your grandmother told me, boy. Get in that goddamn room. So I get in the room, tears me up, and leaves. I'm 37 years old. Two years ago, I found out that he didn't come home because my grandmother called him on the phone and told him what I did. He's like, I'm going to whoop his fucking ass. Book me a flight. He was coming home regardless because he had some papers and some other things he had to sign for another gig. And there was no electronic signing back then, so you had to do it in person. So he flew, the company flew him back to be able to sign these papers. He stopped at the house and then heard that story. So I was a good kid all throughout fucking high school because I thought my grandfather was insane enough <laughs> to get on a plane from California to New York just to whoop my ass. So I never did anything else. I'm like, fuck that. That dude is nuts. <laughs> I don't need that shit in my fucking life. <laughs> That's the most terrifying thing you can... Like, all parents should do that shit. Just, like, leave. Just convince their kids. And they'll be fucking good. Because yeah, just, just I... just your kids. <laughs> it's a perfect way. Don't fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine if he actually did that. Like, how fucking... Yeah. Over, like, you know... <laughs> Absolutely terrifying situation, man. Like, I, re I really... that uh, Up until two years ago, man, I really thought he... <laughs> He just got on a plane to kick my ass. I'm like, and I and I've flown to California in my now as it does. So like I I'm like, it's a really fucking long flight. Yeah, it's like what, like six hours? <laughs> yep, six hours. Very long, yeah. <laughs> to whoop ass. And you gotta drive to the airport, drive back. <laughs> and maintain the, the whoop ass anger. Yeah. <laughs> like you just on a plane, like just <laughs> rubbing your fucking knee, like, sir, you need anything? I need a goddamn good belt. That's what I need. <laughs> and also your job too. You would just leave your job just to <laughs> just just to beat your kid. Like Robert, where you going? <laughs> My son fucked up. I gotta tear his ass to pieces. But we're on the clock. I said he fucked up. Like <laughs> you stopped this concert. Cancel all the shows. <laughs> you, you wait here. Hail a fucking cab that my grandmother's got to go pick him up from the fucking airport. He's still got to sit there in front of the fucking airport just like, oh, fuck this boy up. And like, I can imagine him like on the plane just snapping a belt. I'm like, sir, you're intimidating the passengers. My grandson fucked up. Oh, okay, go on. Well, never mind. Never mind. It's fine. Like nowadays, you can't do no shit like that. Like my grandfather would have been arrested on a plane. Like they would, yeah, they would have they would have turned the plane around if they would have heard his intentions. He would have been going straight to CPS. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you getting a ride, all right, Grandpa? Not home though. <laughs> so what made you finally find out about this after all this time? I confessed to him that I snuck people in the house. My boy got got in trouble at his parents' house, and um, they were not so good people. And um, so they were just going to let him stay outside. And I'm like, I can't let my boy sleep outside all night. So my grandfather didn't like the way our toilet bowl flushed. So he modified the toilet bowl. So it flushed like a toilet bowl flushed when he was a kid, which was like, okay, you know, we don't give a fuck about the environment. So 97 gallons every flush. <laughs> like, 
just like this hard, like you could tap it and that shit would suck your arm in. Like it was a <laughs> fucking super intense flush, but it was no clouds there. No clouds. Never, never. So it was so loud. What I would do was to sneak it out the house or to open the front door, I would flush the toilet and that the back noise would be so loud that I could. So I snuck my boy in. So I told him that. And then he was like, well, I guess since you convinced me, you know, told me a secret, I'll tell you a secret. And I'm like, I kind of want to fight you right now, but you're like 85 years old. So like, <laughs> that would be bad. But yeah. And I'm like, if I didn't tell you that, Grandpa, would you have ever have told me? He's like, eh, probably not. <laughs> Just like, take Jesus. it to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Just make you think that forever. That he flew all the way right. to California just to just to spank you. Get up to heaven. I'm like, God, is there any way I could just have five minutes with him? <laughs> you just give us our form back for like five minutes. That's all I need, Lord. You saw it. You saw how messed up it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But I, I love him to death. I wouldn't trade them for anything in this world. They're the reason I even do comedy. Nice. I guess they inspire a lot of your jokes. Actually, I only have really two two actual jokes with my grandparents. And I mean, I've done like an hour, hour and 20 minutes straight on stage. And um, I write a lot. But yeah, I only really have two two jokes I'm willing to tell on stage. Because some shit I, I think nowadays people wouldn't necessarily understand. It might be my grandparents might get looked at in a bad light. Nah, I definitely don't want that for... Of course, right. You know, the greatest human beings I know. But it was a different world, you know? You got your ass whooped. That was it. Yeah. Like, I'm thankful for it. Made me a good dude. Do you mind telling the, the, the jokes? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, So, like I said, my grandfather's a very, uh, very straightforward guy. Brutally honest man, but very, uh, very intimidating guy. I'll never forget. Used to love, you remember Saturday morning cartoons. You got your yeah. X-Men, you know, X-Men. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we're sitting there and we're watching uh, we're wa- it's X-Men's on and I'm sitting on the floor because, you know, when you're a kid, yeah, remember when you were a kid and you just, I, you got to be as close to the TV as humanly freaking possible. Yeah. And like, so I'm sitting there on the floor and all of a sudden my grandfather just goes, ah, 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 sneeze. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, are you telling me to sneeze right now? Because I don't know how to do that on command, Grandpa. <laughs> and it turns out, like, that's how my grandfather sneezes. What? Very, yes. <laughs> sneeze. And I'm like, what the he fuck just is says wrong with sneeze? you? <laughs> yes. Like the word? <laughs> the word. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's more of a sneeze. Like, you know, but it just sounds like he's trying to say sneeze. So I just... I've always just kind of like made that made that joke about like him just being tough enough to just say the word sneeze or like cough or when you're burping like just burp. Yes, like burp, fart. Like <laughs> so, it's you know just like a little running bit like I kind of do in between like my shit like I'll just randomly be like sneeze. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Bless you. You know. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But that's like a little small little thing that I do. But my I actually my big joke with them is my closer. It's a closer that I use. So I believe in true love. The reason I believe in true love is because I was raised by my grandparents. My grandparents have been together. They've been married for 61 years. Oh, nice. It's a beautiful thing. And I know that I want to be married and I want to find my other. Hopefully I have now. But, you know, at that time I wanted to. And uh, when I wrote the joke and I know I want to be with a woman of color 
because women of color have to have a certain aggression to her, to them that other women necessarily might not have to have. And the reason I know that is because I was at a gas station one time in the Bronx with my with my mother. And this is after watching the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Not the other Mask movie. My mom loves me. She didn't want to terrify me as a kid. Right, not the and, one with Cher, the one with Jim Carrey. No, no, the one with Jim Carrey, yeah. So if you know anything about the Bronx, you know at a certain time in the Bronx, like, you know, when the sun goes down, the gas station attendant is inside that glass box. He's not leaving out of that box for shit. He don't care what's happening to you. You could be getting raped, murdered, robbed. He's not leaving out of that box. So we pull into the gas station. My, my mother starts pumping the gas while she's pumping up the gas, because this is back in the days we used to be able to just keep the gas nozzle without actually holding it. It had those little grips in it. Yeah. So... She picks up the uh, windshield, uh, the the windshield uh, uh, wiper uh, swishy thingy, and and proceeds to clean off the entire car. So all of a sudden, over the last week, you hear, "Mom, you cannot clean your whole car with the. Uh, you have to. It's just for the windows." So my mother looks at the speaker, not at the box. At the speaker and just start screaming, motherfucker, you didn't have to embarrass me in front of all these fucking people. You could have came out here and said, by the time my mom was done screaming at this fucking dude, he got outside the box, gave my mother a mug, a sweatshirt, and then helped her clean the rest of the fucking car. Wow. You get this side, I'll get the other. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I fucking need me a woman of color in my life. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. So the reason I know I want to get married is because that kinship that my grandparents have, that 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 just that unit, that team work that they have. And I got my best example when I was 13 years old. My oldest cousin, who was like in her 20s at the time, a gentleman, uh, not a gentleman, but this punk cat in our neighborhood put his hands on her. So my grandparents heard about it. I'm with them at the time. So someone tells them about it. So we immediately drive to this project in a 1970-something yellow punch buggy beetle <laughs> so we drive up there we get up to this hill and my grandmother hops out of the car before the car even stopped moving like on some professional shit like a cop would have been like a SWAT team be like yo how the fuck she do that i gotta learn her technique like an action hero type of thing yeah that was amazing so she gets out the car she runs up to this guy and she starts screaming at him how dare you put your hands on a young lady are you kidding me are you kidding me? That's not what a young man is supposed to do. So now he's backing up because you don't want to be the dude in the neighborhood that hit a that hit a woman. Now you hit an elderly woman. Nah, you don't want to be that. So while he's backing up, my grandfather has now gotten out of the car and is sneaking up behind him on the side on some Jason Bourne splinter cell type of shit. <laughs> Gets up behind him, throws him in a full Nelson. Soon as he throws him in a full Nelson, he screams out to my grandmother, Lenora, scheme two. And my grandmother gets low and just starts hitting him. Bow, hitting <laughs> shots, bow. I mean, precise. Like Mike Tyson would have been like, good, that's a good technique you got there. And Double just teaming boom, him. boom, boom, just catching him. Then my grandmother yells out, Lenora, scheme two. And my grandmother just hits him with an uppercut. <laughs> he starts to fall out. And my grandfather helps him down along the way because he lets go of him. And he just hits him with another hit. Boop. <laughs> I'm not making that noise for like comedic effect. Like that's the noise he made when he hit this guy. I still don't know why. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. But he was just like, boop. And he's like, Lenora, scheme three, we out. And fucking hops into the car and we take off. So when I start doing comedy, 
because I, I talk to my grandparents about everything. So I'm like, hey, uh, I'm like, Grandpa, do you mind if I tell that story on stage? Is it okay with y'all? He's like, yeah, tell the people. Let them know we don't play that shit. And I'm like, whoa, Grandpa, <laughs> calm down. I'm your grandson. You love me. Getting a little aggressive. And I'm like, so I, I'm just, I'm curious, Grandpa. I'm, I'm curious. We're sitting at the dinner table. I'm like, I, how, how, when did y'all come up with that? Like, I remember it. Like, y'all didn't talk about anything in the car. Like, you didn't say anything to each other. My grandmother goes, remember, 61 years married. My grandmother goes, before we got married, your grandfather sat me down at this very head table and said, Lenora, if we ever get into a fight, here's what we're going to do. He pulled out some pieces of paper with some drawings on them. And I just remembered the plan. I said, what the fuck? Yo, do you understand how much you got to love another person for them before you marry them to say, hey, hypothetically, if we ever have to fuck someone up, here's what we're going to do. I've made a diagram. <laughs> like, that's fucking true love. I hope with my future wife, I'll be able to plan out a, a fight like that. I love my girlfriend. And I'm pretty sure she can hear everything that I'm saying right now. But I'm pretty sure if I came up to her, like, here's our kick-ass plan. <laughs> nah, actually, you know what? She might actually be okay with that. Never mind. <laughs> Shows commitment. I love to tell that story, man. It is an absolute fantastic story. And I love it because after I get off stage, people are like, yo, is that true? Did you make that up? I'm like, oh, it's a fucking 100% true. They framed the arrest warrant. <laughs> 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 oh yeah oh yeah the, the town ended up throwing it out it actually is a laugh like one of my closest friends is a cop now in in our town's uh police department i think he's the uh deputy chief now i believe number two man and uh yeah he says that that's still a ongoing thing they still kind of like laugh legend. about that to this day yeah <laughs> Hey, well, you know, I mean, how often do you do you get a phone call? Yeah, we got two uh, 70 year old people uh, beating the shit out of a 22 year old man. Uh, we're going to need some assistance. <laughs> Before we go, um, I wanted to hear um, about a little about your podcast, uh, Logic and Laughs. It's nine comedians total. We do bring in a 10th from time to time. We like to we just recently had Walter Gottlieb on, which is a lot of fun. But it's 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 interesting. So basically, for me, what it is is um, what the what the whole show's about is just like looking at some logical things and just like because I honestly believe like comedians should have a say in the way policies are written because we just have a way of looking at things. Yeah, like a way of observing things. Oh yeah, go back to Carlin. Look at how many things Carlin said we should be doing that we're now implementing in society that he said back in the seventies and early eighties. So I, I, I truly believe that. So I like to I like to bring up articles of uh, serious situations. And then um, the laugh side, I bring up some articles of some just ridiculous shit, like a woman crazy gluing a fucking boxing glove to her hand and then jumping a little girl in high school with her daughter. Oh, which is insane. It was Florida, obviously. Yeah. yeah. OK, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you say Florida. It's like, oh, OK. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for being a guest and, uh, you know, say hi to your uh, grandparents for me. I will. I will. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Would you like to be a guest? Please send a story about your embarrassing family member to embarrassingfamily at gmail.com.